Welcome back to another week here on The Ref. I hope and pray this episode finds you in a good place. And without any further ado, let's dive into our topic today, three steps in dealing with those uncomfortable scenarios in your discipleship group. I've chosen this topic, and I think it's just practical. It's a little bit different from what we do maybe uh, on a week-to-week basis on this podcast, but, but it is something that's beneficial for us. And so uh, I wanted to take this topic because I, I really do feel like it's something that we all experience. Whether you're a veteran discipleship group leader and you have been seasoned by the uncomfortable scenarios that just seem to always come up, or whether you've never led a discipleship group on your own, but you've seen these uncomfortable scenarios, whatever the situation is for you, you're going to experience this at some point. And I think it's only wise and fitting to maybe think through how you would resolve these issues or how you might work through an uncomfortable situation, which could be something as small as someone just uh, on a week-to-week basis failing to be at any level engaged with the group and we've all experienced that at some levels where someone may sit there and, and idly sitting by as if they would rather just not even be there to begin with and they don't participate or contribute at all to the group uh, that can be somewhat uncomfortable and maybe you as the leader are the only person that feels that uncomfortableness there but it helps to think through how you might deal with that or it could be something as large as a brother or sister in your group that is caught in a major transgression that's becoming public. How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to lead them through that scenario? You can't just abandon them. you got to work through it. And so how do you do it? What's some practical steps? Again, this isn't exhaustive. So what I want to do is read Galatians 6, verses 1 through 5. Pretty familiar passage. And I'm just going to share three thoughts with you off the top of my mind that come to me. I'm not... I'm not going to exegete this passage. I just want to keep it very practical for you this morning. So here's our passage, Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing... He deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Here's the first thing that comes to mind. When that uncomfortable scenario comes up, don't ignore it. (laughs) Have the uncomfortable conversation. It's so easy to just push things under the rug and try to act as if they're not actually happening. But it doesn't solve the problem. And in my experience, when a person does that, it only makes the problem worse over time. If I could give you examples, I I could sit here all day long and, and give you examples of how many times in my young career in ministry or just in life in general where I have had to pull someone aside, whether it's something they have done or something that I have done, and have an uncomfortable conversation. Uh, The reward of those uncomfortable conversations far exceeds uh, any concept of just brushing things under the rug. It's always better to deal with the issues. And so have the uncomfortable conversation, not in public. 
don't abuse a member in front of everyone else. Pull them aside, grab coffee with them, sit down one-on-one with them, and have the uncomfortable conversation. And that's what we need to be doing is, is learning what's going on in their life. I say have the uncomfortable conversation because you never know what you may learn about that person's situation. They may be going through a financial hardship that's spiritually distracting them, and that may be the reason why they've not been keeping up with their readings on a day-to-day basis because they've been having to pull an extra 12-hour shift at the hospital. You as a group leader need to know about that. And I would imagine if you learn that information, it would immediately decrease the feeling of uncomfortableness between the group. You may learn that they're in some major transgression, that they're caught in some major sin, But you're never going to know if you don't have the conversation. So the first step is always to do that. But I would say, and even though this is the second step I'm going to mention, I would advise every person listening uh, to do step number two first, and that is to establish in your own heart that you have their best interest at heart. I understand that when you are in an uncomfortable scenario, it is easy for your tone, for your temperament to be elevated. But Paul doesn't say that we need to do that. Paul plainly says, brother, if anyone is called in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in what? A spirit of gentleness. My wife tells me this all the time. (laughs) It's good wisdom. It's not what you say, but how you say it. We need to have a gentle tone when having these uncomfortable conversations. And if you're going to have a gentle tone in something that is very uncomfortable and possibly tense, you need to settle it in your own heart prior to ever conversating with this person that you have their best interest at heart, that you really do want to see restoration, that you can really echo Paul here saying, we who are spiritual should restore him, not that you berate them, Not that you cut them down, but that you're seeking to restore them. And though the conversation may be uncomfortable, you're going to approach it with a gentle heart, gentle spirit, and a gentle tone. If you settle this matter in your heart prior to the conversation, I think your tone will match the goal that your heart is seeking. The last thing I would mention here, and these are not really steps in order. These are just thoughts, right? The last thought that comes to mind is give grace where grace is needed. Look what Paul says, bear, uh, I'm sorry, at the end of that spirit of gentleness, keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted. We need to all realize that every single one of us are capable of falling. We all need grace and thus we need to give grace quickly. Give grace where grace is needed. If somebody's going through a financial hardship and, and having to work 40 extra hours a week to make ends meet, I don't think you need to chastise them for missing a couple Bible readings. You need to be understanding. Give grace where grace is needed. This is not legalism. This is not a legalist group. Don't burden one another, but bear one another's another's burdens with each other. Give grace where grace is needed. But I'll add this on the back end as well. Don't ignore laziness. It kind of brings us back full circle, right? Sometimes you'll learn in this uncomfortable conversation that people have just grown spiritually lazy. It happens. Correct them when needed. 
encourage them, exhort them to pursue holiness, to pursue a deeper maturity in Christ. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I promise the reward is far greater than ignoring it. Well, that's three thoughts that come to my mind uh, reading Paul's words to the church in Galatia and then thinking about this topic of dealing with uncomfortable scenarios. Uh, again, this isn't exhaustive, but I think it's three wise steps that you can take. Settle the matter in your own heart to be gentle. Have the uncomfortable conversation with a gentle spirit and tone. Give grace where grace is needed, but don't ignore laziness. I hope this helps you, perhaps in dealing with relational difficulties that comes up, and I hope it helps you to equip those who you are leading in a discipleship group. Um, and I pray that it helps you to seek a life that honors Christ and magnifies His name. Thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next time here on The Rep. Blessings.